0: Christ above us, Christ below us, Christ beside us, Christ behind us, Christ be with us. Amen. So, just a a note of personal gratitude and um, thanks. And the notice of, of some blessedness, as we talk today about blessedness that only comes from God, um, I'm so grateful for the, the time off, the prayers, the many, many phone calls and people stopping me, mostly uh, for hugs, um, around my mother's death uh, a week ago,
1: um,
0: My mother, Marjorie Black, was a wonderful woman, and many of y'all got to know her here through her time visiting. Um, In fact, when she got really sick and couldn't travel much, she would get very frustrated when she'd find out that I preached and couldn't come. And my dad even would call me and say, don't tell her you're preaching or I'll have to figure out some way to get her there. (laughs) And it was one of those times that was deeply sad and deeply unhappy for all of us. To a person, all my siblings remarked around her death and around her burial um, how blessed we felt. In fact, Jerry Ward, who's a childhood friend of my dad, runs Ward's Funeral Home up in Gainesville. He made the comment to my dad, and Jerry Ward's been to a lot of funerals, mind you. We did an Episcopal funeral because there's no way I was going to let the Baptists have her. (laughs) And it was gorgeous. And I presided, and I was fine. Jerry Ward said that was the best funeral he'd ever been to. And some of it was because it had the Episcopal stamp, but it also had lots of beautiful music my mom liked. It had grandchildren speaking. It had uh, her baby boy, her favorite, presiding. And so, I am still deeply unhappy that my mother is gone and deeply unhappy that she struggled with Parkinson's disease. But I feel today most blessed. And you know, Jesus gives us a good view of the difference between the two. And this is a difference that all of us have walked through in different periods of our lives. He's, he's standing on the plane. You might remember in Matthew, he, he has a, a similar formula of pronouncements of blessed are you who, and that's up on a mountain. He's preaching that out to all the people. This sermon, though, he's on eye level. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to those who are a part of his followers. He's talking to all of us. And Jesus is saying to his disciples through these pronouncements of blessedness and woefulness, here is where God is to be found. Not only that, he's saying, here's who you really are. Let's start with these pronouncements of woe, because this is hard. Whenever we hear Jesus saying, woe to you, my instant reaction is always to say, well, he's not talking about me, of course, but he is talking about us. And these woes ought to make us uncomfortable. They're pretty loud to our ears and they're hard for us to hear. Because look around you folks, even those of us uh, without a dime to our names and those of us with millions of dollars we are all rich here we are all powerful and gathered in this place today we can't help but be joyful and at some point today hopefully all of you will feel loved in this place and so what does that mean for us i mean are we just to to give up all hope in this and 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 to say that uh, there's something wrong with being all those things, with being a cardinal parish with a multi-million dollar budget and an even bigger endowment, with this beautiful historic building, with joyful worship and wonderful fellowship in a beautiful community full of people who care deeply for one another. Does this mean that we are uh, to feel woe for all this? Is it about feeling bad about what we have here and who we are? No, no, not at all. But see, what we have in Jesus' words today is we are set free uh, from this addiction to happiness that we have in our country. It's in the very DNA of our country. We were set free uh, in the old words of Our founders for life, liberty, and the pursuit of what? Happiness. And yet, we have become dependent on this notion of happiness, and we've used this notion of happiness to define ourselves and moved away from Jesus' command of pursuing blessedness for our definition, pursuing blessedness to find God. Because, let's face it, the people that Jesus talks about today Many times it's us, are, are not all that attractive. In fact, he singles out one category Blessed are you who are hated. These are not people that we normally think of putting ourselves around, or, or even people that we want to be, are they? And you know, one of the things I treasure about this community and I treasure it about a lot of Episcopal churches too, is that we oftentimes uh, go into some, some brutal self-honesty. And if you go back and look at our parish profile that we put together when calling our new rector, there's this wonderful statement about how uh, sometimes we get a little smug, we get a little self-satisfied in who we are. We love things the way they are. We love our worship. We love our music. We love the comfort that we feel within it. And I just had such a wonderful uh, laugh at that. I I, I had such great joy at reading that, that that we know this about ourselves. This admitted self-satisfaction that we have sometimes in a place like this. This love for the golden age of all saints, whenever that was. And Jesus warns us today that these are the things that cannot stay. These are the things that are impermanent. These are the places where God's blessing is not found. Because, see, happiness can come through other people. Happiness can come through hard work. Happiness can come through self-help books and therapy and being in good shape. And a lot of things that we do for ourselves, yes, but blessedness only comes from God. And so what does that mean for us? It's this kind of place. Rife with riches. What does it mean for us? Well, what it means for us is that we have to give all of that away. We have to aggressively pursue are giving it away. We have to aggressively pursue putting ourselves next to the blessed of which Jesus speaks of. We have to pursue the joyless. We have to befriend the hated. We have to find the hungry and believe me they are not far from our doors. We have to feed them. And see, since Jesus is on the level, on the plane, looking us in the eyes, we are commanded to do this. We are not suggested to do this. We are commanded. We are pointed towards God's blessing in the path of giving ourselves away. Now, my brothers and sisters, This is good news for us because this is not something that we are called to do alone. We are all gathered here today. It's this beautiful uh, symbol, this beautiful reality of the gathered people of God that we are called to do this together, not alone in our pursuit of God's blessed. Because our God is is a God of those who have no blessing other than God's. Our God is to be found in the places where we would not think God would be. And this, my friends, this command from Jesus, this sermon on our level, this is the key to our future as a church. This is the path to obedience. This is our path to God's blessing as God's people.